Welcome to the Widely Optimized Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Terea Rodriguez, and I'm joined by the lovely co-host, Evie Tackett. Both of us are functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners, and we love working with women from all over the world through our virtual programs, helping women not only feel better, but actually achieve that vibrant, no-holds-barred version of themselves they've been missing for a long time. And how we actually get there? Well, that is what this show is all about. Now, please keep in mind that this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. And if you like what you hear today, we would love for you to hit that follow button, leave a review in Apple podcast, share with your friends and keep coming back for more. Let's start today's adventure, shall we? everybody welcome back to the health emotion podcast and the wildly optimized wellness podcast we are super excited for this recording because we are actually doing a live recording yes in hawking hills ohio um for those who don't know trey and i had talked about doing a retreat i was like you know i'm gonna go ahead and do one i'm gonna get like these cincinnati people together let's go ahead and do a retreat fairly close to us so i was like you know i put it out to my clients who wants to come you know, spend a weekend out in nature doing nervous system resetting, community, breath work, all of that stuff. We've done cold plunges. And so last minute when Terea came, because I invited Terea to come yeah. as well and just be a part of this, so we could start doing these together as well, which we have more information coming about in-person events. We like last minute we were packing and I was like, I should take the podcast stuff. That would be cool to do a live recording and yeah. have the guests be participants in it because and like ask questions and have a live recording like this because I think live recordings are really cool when people could do that so we decided to do that so we are coming at you from Hawking Hills which is really cool and we totally surprised our retreat participants because it's like surprise we're gonna do a podcast episode but I'm really excited because um these kinds of experiences create such an impact and you People listening to this podcast or watching this podcast are going to be able to see what that impact has been. Yes. And we've only been here two days. Yeah. It feels like a week. It does feel like Like in a good way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really impactful because these retreats, I think, are only going to get more popular. And I think it can be very intimidating if you don't know what it is or you've never been to something and you're like, I don't know this person. Like, I trust that they're obviously interested in the same things as me. So I'm going to go do it. But putting yourself in an unknown situation like this, like kudos, because I I think I would have struggled personally if I was participating in something like this. Yeah. So I think it's cool to do that. And I did want to mention that Hannah is here as well. Hannah has been a coach as well running this with us. So mm-hmm. Hannah is going to be one of like the coaches on the panel as well. So I'm really excited for that. There's more to come with Hannah for Holistically Restored. So um, I think we should just so get to we it. Are having yeah. coffee, chatting yeah. with coaches. So. In this beautiful cabin, this beautiful like fire pit place they have. So if you can go to the video and at least see the setting in which we're sitting, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to open up this as a Q&A session and allow these participants to ask the coaches some questions. We're going to be passing some mics around for those questions and just also share your experience and how it's been. So ladies, welcome. We are so grateful that you're here. Not like you haven't been here. You've been sitting here the whole time. <laughs> this is our first for walking studio in. podcast, so not used to having a live audience. Um, <laughs> 
But I would just love to hear, does anybody have a question that they want to ask first to kick it off with questions? Hello. <laughs> okay, so my question is kind of a two-part question. So the first part of the question would be, what are your recommendations for staying on track with your goals health-wise and just kind of overall with the holidays coming up? And then the second part of that question is, especially if you have uh, friends and family members that maybe aren't on the same type of, I'm going to say wavelength, or maybe don't have the same type of of goals and, and knowledge about things that you do? That's a really great question. I think super um, common this time of year. It's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So um, your first, the first part of your question was about how to stay on track with your goals and stuff due to the holidays. A lot of times people like to incorporate comfort foods and lots of sugar. So are you talking mostly food or is it other habits? Both because obviously the weather shift outside in Ohio, I'm not going to say challenging, but it, it adds different variables on to getting like your light in the morning because the sun is coming up later. And for those of us with like corporate jobs, it's harder to like get outside when the sun's actually up. And then also with the cold factor, it's sometimes a little bit more challenging to walk as far outside without being, you know, really cold and Okay, so these are some really great questions. So a lot of these habits that we establish are meant to be lifetime habits. And so consider this season to be one of those things of like, how can I get really creative with this? Because life isn't going to be the same every single day, Monday through Friday or whatever, Sunday through Sunday, you know, 365 days a year. If it was, I think we'd all be bored out of our mind. So Think of it as a challenge to get creative of how can I stay on track and how can I be realistic, right? So you've heard us talk about the 30,000 foot view a lot. Take that 30,000 foot view. If you are going to a family house for a meal or something like that and they don't cook the way you do, is there something that you can find that is healthy-ish that you can focus in on? And then you go back to your house and you eat healthy the rest of the week, right? So it's like, you're not doing it seven days a week where you're just like, I've jumped off the train, the wheels are off the bus, I give up. Like you're not doing that, but you're allowing to have some of that because we want a healthy lifestyle to be easy to live and to be something that we can, we can go out to eat with our friends and it's a no big deal. We don't have to be telling ourselves with the food police that you've got to eat cl clean with my finger quotes all the time. Like I hear that and it just bugs me because people can't live their lives that way in a full, vibrant, joyful, social way. And that's so important for health. So really just think about it from a creativity standpoint. And then as far as the getting outside stuff, I mean, you know me, I love the cold. I love being outdoors. Um, bundle as much as you can invest in a hat, invest in a nice jacket to keep yourself warm. But if your sessions are shorter, that's okay. If your light isn't perfectly rising at 7am, you're, you're on a different planet, right? Our sun won't come up at 7am every day unless you live on the equator. So for those that live on the equator, they actually get pretty consistent. I don't know. Do you want to move to Ecuador? <laughs> <laughs> so just become flexible with it. So if you can't get outside right at sunrise, because now you're in the middle of your work day, right? S switch it to noon. Go outside mm -hmm. at noon instead. 
So just play around with it because the more that you can build in the flexibility, you're going to be able to pull this lifestyle off as if it's second nature. And that's what we want for you. Does that make sense? I mean, the only thing I would add to that, definitely the light, it's okay, right? It's not like if you miss it in the first 30 minutes, there's like no benefit of it. It's still important to have. So do it when you can. Um, the first part of your question, I always visualize, how do I want to feel when this is over? So like, you know, to use January 1st, just as an example, not like as in like, oh, everything has to change or you have these big lofty goals. But after the holidays, like, how do I want to feel? Do I want to go into that next season of winter feeling really lethargic, really tired, really, you know, bloated or feeling really down? No. So what do I need to do to get to make sure that I don't get to that place? And I'd also really focus in on the why, like, why have you been focusing in on being healthy for six months up to this, right? If there's an outcome you're looking for, what are the behaviors and goals that I need to do to maintain that? Um, because it is very easy to get into the whole like, oh, well, there's pumpkin spice this or there's that. Like, I want to try that. And it's like, that's great. However, if you don't feel well with that, is it really worth it just because of the seasonality or just because other people are doing it? Because it's like, I might give into this thing at this party, but then I ultimately feel horrible the next day. And so then I'm like, that's not really worth it to me. So I always think like, what is the outcome I want to feel? And then my behavior has to match that as well. And also being okay with, maybe standing out a little bit and like someone maybe making a comment like, Oh, you're not going to have another piece of cheesecake. It's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm I, that the first piece was great. Thank you. Cause some people might make comments, but you have to be grounded in who you are and know like, this is what I want to be doing. And this is what I need to be doing to be healthy. And so I'm just going to have to have that outside noise be outside noise and not let it come in. That's kind of how I, I, I perceive that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. I just, I want to sprinkle in two things and it's that every day matters. We get caught up in holidays and the January 1st, the resolution mindset, right? But like, why not today? Focus on tomorrow, you know, keep that mindset. Don't get too caught up. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the fun. You know, absolutely. It's a joyful time and you're around, you know, family, friends, what have you. There's fun foods, but every day does matter. Show yourself some grace. Okay. And also no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Okay. So feel strong in your habits and your choices and have those statements that Evie kind of mentioned of like, yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for checking in, whatever it is, but don't make it your problem. Their problem isn't your problem. That's what I would add. And I actually had this conversation with a client in a private call the, um, the week before Thanksgiving, where she was, this was her first kind of like wanting to hone in on being healthy and standing her ground and her family isn't really into the things that she's becoming into. And so we had this talk where I actually had her visualize Thanksgiving day. So I said, talk me through your day, like from when you wake up to, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do this. And then we leave for my parents' house at this time. And then I get there and then I go sit on the couch and then I, and she did this visualization visualization and I asked her to do it for Friday morning as well. And so she wrote this out because she's also like visual in that way. And she wrote it out and she said, I feel like I have a plan and I'm, I'm happy with this plan. It doesn't feel like I'm doing it to be restrictive. And so she, we, I checked in with her, um, the weekend after Thanksgiving, I said, how did things go? And she was like, I already knew what to do and how to handle things. Cause I wrote it out and that made it so much easier. And she said, that was the first Friday morning that I woke up after Thanksgiving and didn't feel like garbage. And so she like, that might be your tool too, of like, if you need to plan that out or like meditate on 
when I get asked why I'm eating this way, this is my response. Or when everyone's standing around the countertop grazing before the dinner comes out, I'm not going to be grazing on food because I want to enjoy my meal. Like you might have to play that out in your head of what is my reaction in this particular moment because then you feel more confident because in a way you've already done it because you've seen yourself do it. So I think that was really powerful. This is really cool. So um, of course, you know, mindset and all of that stuff, right? It's, it's kind of like you're planning your actions ahead of time. And by doing that, you've got your checklist already made. So if you, for those that don't know, I have an aviation background. So checklists are my jam. And so you've already got a checklist. So if a scenario shows up, you know what to do. You just execute the checklist and you can get creative with it. So this Thanksgiving, we went to, we elected to go to a restaurant. And I don't know if you guys know, but restaurants suck at Thanksgiving. It doesn't matter who it is. It is hard to pull that off for Thanksgiving. So I give them some grace, but I knew that the food wasn't going to be that great, but that's what we, nobody really wanted to cook. So our compromise was a restaurant. So the grazing, guess who was in charge of grazing food? Me. And guess who did a lot of grazing? And guess who used the, oh, I'm just too full. I can't eat a lot of this at the restaurant, right? And that helped save me to feel good at the end of the day instead of going to this buffet and having three plates of crappy food and feeling like crap afterwards. So, yeah. 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 Great question. Anyone else? So we all, some of us for the first time, some of us just a couple of times, but we all did the cold plunge this weekend. Um, and I think we all enjoyed. <laughs> yes. 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 I think we all enjoyed the benefits of it, but maybe if you guys can talk about some of those benefits for people who have never done it or maybe thinking about doing it and then maybe how often you should do it. That's a great question. So if you don't know as well, we ha actually have an episode devoted to this too. So we go into more depth about that. It's both, both, both on health and motion and wildly optimized wellness. But we did talk yesterday about, you know, what are the benefits of cold exposure? Why would we possibly want to do this, right? It's, oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so scary. Why would we do this? And when I was building out a lot of the planning with the retreat, I knew I wanted to build this in because it's been so impactful for me. And I at least want to give the opportunities for people to see like, wow, this can be impactful for me as well. So there's a lot of benefits ranging from your nervous system to your immune system to metabolism. Um, those are the three that I really like focus in on myself and that I remind myself of, hey, I should continue to do this because of that. But for, let's take metabolism, for example. So when your body is in that state of where you're shivering and you're cold, what happens is it, you're going to activate brown fat cells. And so that's going to then you're going to be burning that. And so that means that you're burning more of like that in quotes, unwanted fat in those unquotes, like unwanted fat areas, right? So like abdomen, thighs, things like that. That's typically where that fat is going to be hanging out. And so when you're activating that part of your metabolism, those fat cells are what typically get targeted with the cold exposure. So there's that benefit of it. There's also benefits of recovery. A lot of athletes know about this because they just grew up doing it, you know, after practice and things like that. Um, and then also in terms of nervous system, that's the second biggest thing that I look at it for. That is going to be, in my opinion, when you get into the cold tub or, you know, whatever you're using for this, it's such a shock to the system, especially initially, that it is you are inducing a stressful state. You're putting yourself in what we call sympathetic state, which is a fight, fight or freeze. And so you're having that oh shit moment 
but you're ultimately safe because you're in a tub of water that you're not going to like drown in. And so what I like about it is you are putting yourself in a stressful state. You are telling yourself and getting yourself into a relaxed state. So you're getting into parasympathetic, that restful state while you're in the cold water. And so then you can do that. And so then that applies to outside world, because if I can practice putting myself into a stressful state, learning and proving to myself that I can calm the F down while I'm in there, then I feel like, well, I can calm the F down when I'm in traffic and someone pisses me off because they're doing this or because I'm running late and that made me mad or because I got an email about something or something I saw on Facebook from my aunt. Like all that stuff doesn't even, it doesn't even touch how angry I used to get because I feel like I'm so much better at getting from something that's triggering a stressful response to wait a second, I know what I can do. And the vessel for me to do that is breath work. And that's why I was stressing that yesterday of all you have when you're in the tub is your breath. That's all you're focusing in on because now your brain has made these pathways of stressful state. Wait a second. I can do breath work so I can do breathing and then I can get out of that. So you're, it's a big life lesson of like whatever I'm experiencing in the tub is preparing me for real life for when those stressors happen. So yes, you're putting yourself in a stressful state for a short period of time, but you're also teaching yourself that I know how to get out of it and I know how to handle it. And that is through my breath work. And then you just feel like a badass afterwards because like I just sat in a tub for we did at least three minutes yesterday of really cold water outside in the cold air for the first time ever. I overcame a fear like there's no way you can't feel accomplished about yourself. I mean, dopamine also increases. So you're increasing that neurotransmitter, which dopamine is so hard to come by these days because we have too many sources of where to get dopamine. So everything just feels muted for a lot of people. So if you can increase that dopamine by doing that, then you're just like, everything just feels so much better. So it's like, I chase that hit of like, this is what real joy and accomplishment feels like because I just did something super hard. So like, yeah, maybe this is a hard task today, but like I can sit in cold water for four minutes. Are you kidding me? Like I can handle this. So that's like my big thing of why I love it. Um, and in terms of like amount of time, there's different variables. I don't know if, Tere, if you want to get into yeah, that. Yeah. So what we've seen in the scientific literature, if you're in bodies of water that are, I'll say, very cold and then cold. So very cold would be anywhere from, you know, 35 degrees to 50 degrees of water. And then it, when you get into the 55 and to 65 degrees, that would be cold. Right. So um, when you're in very cold water, the scientific literature is pretty clear that the benefits pretty much peak at about three or four minutes, no more than five. And then actually you can start going down the backside of the curve and actually do detriment to yourself by being in the water that long. So if you're really looking for the benefit, it doesn't have to be that long, which is great. But say, I mean, not everybody's going to get a horse trough or have space for a horse trough. Not everybody's going to have a fancy cold plunge or access to a spa with one. So when you're using like a cold shower or just filling your bathtub with tap water that's cold and that's in that like 55 to 65 range, you still get the benefits. But what you may need to stay in longer until you get that shiver response. And so sometimes that might be eight minutes or 10 minutes to get that shiver response. But once you get the shiver response, you're good. And the cool thing about the cold water as opposed to the very cold water, you it's still compared to the outside air, it's still a temperature differential enough that you're going to get that shock, so to speak, so that you're having to focus on your breath. And I think one of the best things that I love about doing this is that 
we live in a society and a culture today where most of the clients that I meet for the first time, they're stuck in the fight or flight or freeze response. We don't know how to get out of it. Our, um, our nervous system just operates there all the time, waking till sleep and sometimes even during sleep. And so my, one of my big jobs is teaching my clients how to shift that nervous system response through various different means. But this is one of those because if you can focus on your breath, you're actually shifting it. And for some clients, this is their first experience actually being in parasympathetic and feeling that shift. You all felt a relaxation. We saw it on your it face. We physical. saw it in your we, shoulders. Yeah, we could see it. This relaxation that occurred while you're in that water because you were focusing on your breath. And that experience, that sensation in your body is what you want to pay attention to because that's when you're in traffic and chaos is going on and you're late for your doctor's appointment and all that stuff. And you're, you're feeling that ramp up. You can actually notice yourself, calm yourself down with the breath. And if you're noticing that sensation, man, that is gold in this day and age. So, yeah, definitely. It's again, there's yes, the sciencey benefits, but I just think that the accomplishment and the feeling of that. I mean, you tell me, like, did you feel like, how did you feel after doing it for the first time? Talk about your experience for someone who's never done it before and who would be apprehensive about doing it. Yeah. So I was very apprehensive, like thinking I was going to be the one who's only going to be in for 30 seconds and, 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 you know, cussing a little bit as I got in, um, <laughs> You guys all taught me some techniques of, you know, saying a little mantra, touching yeah. yourself, getting that, you know, kind of centering yourself before you even get in and doing a little bit of the breath work before you get in and then getting in. And you do feel when you first are in there, I did find that the do it once, do the majority of your body in once. Yep. Don't do little bits. Um, so that was helpful. And then you do start to see where the cold is wanting you to do quick, shallow breaths and you have to work through that. So working through that, like then getting into the rhythm of it and it just, it's still cold, but towards the end for me, it was oddly like there was a warmth to it as well. Yeah. So you think that you can't do it and it doesn't, that three minutes actually goes by a lot faster than you think it's going to. And because usually when you're doing something, you don't really, that's going to be a little bit of like shock on your system on anything. It feels three minutes can feel like three hours. Um, so that's kind of what I experienced. Yeah. Well, and it was awesome because we definitely saw like when you got in, it was very apparent, like this is uncomfortable. I'm, this is hard. And then it was like within a minute, again, your body language just changed. And that's what I was watching for. So I asked like, does anyone want coaching throughout this? And as soon as I saw shoulders go down, that's when I said, okay, if you're ready, I would dip a little bit lower. Cause that's a sign of, you know, the shoulders were not at the ears anymore. They were down and like, let's try and get more of that. So it was like, your body was already relaxing on its own, but you just probably didn't know about it because you were so focused on like breathing, but visually we could see it outside of the tub of like, oh, she's got this. Or, you know, you got in Sarah and you were to like, talking and I'm like oh she's fine like if she's talking she's got this like if she's holding conversations we're good so that was really really cool and personally that that might be 
that might be one of my favorite parts of this weekend. I haven't reflected enough to know, but it was very powerful for me to see people put themselves in uncomfortable situations around, you know, strangers essentially, and being able to push yourself like that was very inspiring to me. So I am very thankful that you guys did that. And then also inspired by it too. So I have a question for you ladies in terms of that experience. What do you think has shifted about your own views of yourself? Does anybody want to answer that question? So for me, after we got out of the cold plunge, you said something like, let's take a second for those of you that are those overachievers and really revel in the fact that you did something really freaking hard and you succeeded in that. And I think that for me, one of my biggest issues is I did something hard. All right, let's move on. We'll move on to the next mountain. That's fine. But you have to actually take that time to appreciate the mountain that you just climbed and like be proud of yourself for that and live in that moment a bit. And now you can apply that to other big things that you do of like, okay, I'm not just going to move on. Let me actually sit in that and be really good. Yeah. That's awesome. I think for me personally, well, first of all, plunging in nature is like unreal. Like I love ebb and float. I'm a devoted, you know, plunger at ebb and float, but there's just something different about looking at like the trees and, and plunging in nature. But uh, for me, I tend to almost like disassociate with pain, which I was talking to Trey about yesterday. And so really just like being mindful and being in my body and like understanding and feeling like there is an uncomfortable pain happening right now. And I need to acknowledge that and understand like, I'm going to embrace this and endure it and not just like pretend like it's not happening. And and once I focus more on like being in my physical body, like once I get out, especially like my body's just like, oh my gosh, like now I feel recovered. Like I did just endure this like painful cold, but there's so many benefits and now like I can relax. And so that's been, it's been good mindset, not just ignoring pain and actually acknowledging it. So the, the plunge has helped me. Any other questions? We have time for a couple more. So if, what would your advice be for somebody that sees a retreat like this and is like, I'm not healthy. I'm not enough to, to come to that type of thing. Like, what would your advice be for somebody? I almost want to answer that with a question of like, well, what would you guys say? Like, there had to have been hesitations of like, should I really go? Is this for me? Is this the right thing? Because in my mind, I'm like, no, absolutely. You are qualified to come here. You are a person. You for you are a woman. This is women only. You're a woman <laughs> who is interested in health. You clearly have an, you know, an adventure mindset or you're open to that. You're open to new experiences. You want to learn. You want to nerd out about sympathetic nervous system. Like if you're interested in that, then you're welcome. So to me, it's like those are the criteria. Like it doesn't matter like how quote unquote healthy you are, like whatever that would mean. It's more of like if you want to do this and you want to build community and meet other people who are like you, because that's also a missing piece for people is you might not have friends who are into this stuff. So it might be hard to do it day to day. That was my goal. That was my goal and my hope of like now you at least know other people who are into it. And so anyone was welcome to do that. And it was also just helpful too of like, I knew all of you previously, which was nice as well. But for someone who maybe is like, well, I don't know anyone and I don't even know the people hosting it. I can see that that's intimidating. But again, when you hear what's going to be there, if that feels like it's aligned with what you would like to do and what you want to implement more of, then I do recommend taking that on and getting curious, as Terea always says, of like, there's like, I'm, I'm curious what would come of me putting myself in that situation, or I'm curious of what this could kickstart for me later in my life. And so I'd, I'd take on that perception of like, there's got to be something for me there. But if I don't do this, then I'm not going to figure out what that is. Because if it piques your interest at all, then you, it's clearly something for you. 
You know, if someone has no interest in any of this, they would have they wouldn't have even looked to see what this was about. So I would say if you had this instinct of like, that sounds interesting to me, but then you had those doubts come up, it's like, okay, the doubts can still be there, but you can still do it. Like one of my favorite sayings, and Hannah, you'll appreciate this, is from Joanna Gaines. I actually have this magazine um, clip out from like years ago. I'm not even like a big fan of hers. I just, I loved this article. She had, she talks about her story of like, she just got to the point where she said, I'm going to do it afraid. And I love that because maybe some of you are like, I, I'm kind of afraid to go, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I think about that all the time of like, do it afraid. It's okay to be afraid or be unknown about it and to continue. No, thank you for mentioning that. And that's something too, like we talk about a lot in coaching is, you know, challenge yourself and getting out of your comfort zone is where change happens. It's not an easy thing. Absolutely not. It takes courage. It takes bravery, right? But also, I want to acknowledge you all did it. And yes, there was that, you know, community and those relationships already. So if this is something, you know, brand, brand new, that's okay. Like you still belong. Come in with that open mind. And if, if that interest is there, don't compare yourselves to, to others that might be there as well, or even as coaches. Okay. Let's humanize the experience. We're all human beings at the end of the day and have something to learn. And I think we learn best from each other. So that's where that power comes, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's beautiful because I want to second this aspect of community. We just were in coming out of, don't know, pandemic, right? So it feels like all one big day of social isolation, really. And so what people are craving now is that sense of community, seeing people connecting with people, that kind of thing. And so during that pandemic period was when I built or we built the Optimized Wellness Community, which is an online based community because that's all we had for a while. Um, but it's those kinds of things, whether it's online or in person, building that community is something that's really, really important to health because if we look at how we are and how we evolved as humans, we evolved in tribal fashion meaning we were always within a community and working within a community. And that becomes more and more isolated as we focus in on just our our job and our family and, and that kind of thing. We're not actually extending into the rest of the community. And that is part of wellness. So it's really a big part. But what you were asking about, you know, what would I say to somebody who considers them, quote unquote, non, not healthy or maybe outside the box looking in, just know like Hannah and Abby and myself have a passion and invite you to come in because we love to teach. Mm -hmm. We love to introduce these concepts and we love to help see you learn and see you transform. Like that's what lights me up is when I can see my clients transform. You guys have all transformed so much in this weekend and I can't wait for the next like workshop because we're going to really dive into that. But um that is something that we love to do and we're open arms. It's not like it's this cool kids club or click in high no, school. It's not like you're not all. the cool kids. So no, stay we're dorks. Not, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so just know that when we're in business for something like this, and sure, there are some people that are in business for money only, but that's not what drives Abby and I. That's not what drives Hannah. We're in it because we we love seeing that transformation in people. And um, come on in. Yeah. And personally, like, it, you know, it's like I like 
I selfishly wanted to do this because I wanted to hang out with people who wanted to talk about the same things and wanted to do this. Like I was thinking like, man, I just personally want to have a weekend like that. So let me curate that and let me bring in people to support that. And let's do this together. Like it, it is sometimes selfish too, because, you know, I have friends who are into it, but it's like, how often can you get everyone together for this and that? So it was like, if you're down and you want to come and you're signing up, perfect. Like I'm excited about that. Cause that means that like, now I get to hang out with someone like that too. So it's exciting just, just as much for us. If you build it, they'll come. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to ask like, you know, for you participants, like, do you have any advice for someone who's listening and is like, that sounds so cool, but I don't know, like, that's not for me. Or I feel like I'd stick out too much or like, I can't keep up with that. Maybe some of that was how you felt coming in and what, what, how did you work through that? Yeah. So I, was in my head all night the night before. And I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I should. And he's like, just go. Like, you're going to regret it if you don't. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not here. I'm like in the middle. And he's like, just, just do it. And so I did not sleep. And the next morning I'm like, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to go. And then, it, you know, if I fail, I'm at least tried. And so that was like my mentality of like, if I'm here, I'm trying and and I tried. If I don't, then I, I'll never know. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you said I'll fail. Like, what did you think that would even look like or mean? What do you think that would like? What was that? I don't know. I think it's just like a mentality of like, I know this much, but I don't I don't know what I don't know. Right. And I feel like, yeah, I'm coming to learn. But I also have that like little spot in my mind that's like, well, these people know more than you. They, they're going to do more than you. You need to like be up here to be there. And so having that like little voice in your head is always like questioning you. Like, mm -hmm. should you really be going there? Yeah. Kind of like, am I worthy of going like, or is this for people who are above me? And in that response, like I feel that in certain other areas of like this imposter syndrome in terms of my own work, but two things when you're saying that one, I sure hope that I do know a little more than you if I'm leading it. Like you probably want me to know more than you. And two, like, I don't know everything either. Like Terea knows a lot more things about certain areas and like I'm listening to her, but then I might have a different perspective or know more about it. So like even she and I are always like, I'm always like, look, I don't know much about this. Can you help me with this? Or she'll come to me like, well, what do you think about this? Like we each have our own strengths. So that's okay too. And there's someone who has said to me and it's stuck with me for like almost two years now. And I think about it almost every week regarding this is like, it's okay to not be the smartest person in the room. And that's really hard for me because I fall into like, well, I have to be because then I have no value if I'm not, but it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not be the most holistic person out there. Like that's fine too. Because ultimately, like you have pieces of information and you've given such good impact to other people that if you didn't come, we wouldn't have known that or we wouldn't have seen that. So like you have a role in being here as well. So I am glad that you came, even though you were afraid. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. And I think yeah. in, in our eyes, too, at, you know, when we're putting on an event like this, man, you succeeded the moment you rolled into this driveway. Yep. Yeah. The fact that you got yourself here was such a huge accomplishment. And we know what it took because we've been there with that voice in our own head of like, oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I flew across the country, right? So it's like I'm flying across the country to go to a state that I don't know. <laughs> to Ohio. To meet a bunch of people. <laughs> like I knew Abby. I hadn't met Hannah yet. And 
I didn't know like what was what was going to come. Right. So I, too, even though I was excited about this event and everything else, I had that little voice in my head. Like, are you sure you really want to get on a plane and fly all the way? Like this time zone thing is going to jack you up. Right. So knowing that we're going to have a critical voice in the head, the most important thing that I've learned about that voice in my head is that it doesn't always tell the truth. We like to believe that it is the truth. But if we start to get curious and start to question, like, was that really true that I don't have something to offer? Not really. We can't quite answer that with 100% de facto yes, right? So just using that and just knowing, like, was well, that truth or a lie? I don't know, right? Thanks, thanks for playing the game. Thanks for putting in your input. I think I'm going to get my car now. And you did that. And that's huge. So awesome. Yeah, very good. You're good. Sorry. I was also like slightly apprehensive um, to spend like an entire weekend around people because I love people like I thrive off of other people's energies. But I'm also someone who like at the flip of a switch, like I need to be isolated. And I was like so worried. I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, I feel like there's going to be a point where I'm just going to be like, no one talk to me. I'm going (laughs) off in the woods. And I didn't feel like that like this entire weekend, which was so cool because I think when you have people who a are like interested in the same types of things, I've learned so much from every single one of you. I'm just like mind blown. Like we talked about getting a cow. We talked about where to get vegetables. Like I'm just like, this is so cool. But also just like everyone had such amazing energy and like compassion for one another and themselves. And that makes all the difference. Like being around people like that, it's like, I don't want to be alone. Like I want to be around you guys like this. I feel loved. Like I feel safe in this environment. And so thank you for like recreating this. And also like for me, the hardest thing was like to not help. Like you guys were so awesome. Like I was like, okay, let me help wash this. Like sit down. No, you're not allowed to help. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) So thank you guys for creating this like amazing experience and then also now this community that we can all like get Laura's updates on Harry Styles Uh, yes yes (laughs) and just like geek out together so thank you well thank you just gonna echo that because that was one of my biggest apprehensions was like I'm gonna go to the woods with a bunch of strangers like I don't know what this is about but I I was like I trust Evie I know that she's not gonna like I'm pretty confident we're not getting murdered so we're okay I was double I was double checking all the locks on the doors that night. Like, are we safe in here? Like, yeah, it's like no bears, bears only Hannah. Hannah. Um, but no, it's one of those things that you're putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation. And I was like, but wait a minute, I feel like we're doing this ourselves every single day. Cause I think um Sarah, even you mentioned like going out with friends and having that peer pressure of like, well, are you gonna be drinking and are you gonna be eating this thing that you don't normally eat? And it's like well, hey, at least that component's not going to be there because everybody is that like-minded person. So you've got that community, like you said, and that, you know, now we've built this little group of, it's okay to go to a restaurant and be like, no, I'm just going to have water. That's okay. Or no, I don't need the pizza because I'm perfectly content with my unbelievably colorful salad here and it's delicious. So I think that that's something that was scary at first of look at all these strangers. What am I going to be doing here? And having that, you know, night one, it was like, oh, wow, these people actually do think like me. We're not, you might be strangers, but we're all connected in this way of we're focusing on our health. We have similar goals. We have similar protocols, which I think it's also helpful <laughs> on things that we're working on. And we can kind of feed off that energy with each other. So you may be having a rough day. It's like, oh, but I see somebody doing this good thing. I should be doing that good thing because I know that it makes me feel better too. All right. I was just going to say same kind of same thing of like that energy and we're all like-minded. Like I was worrying 
in case you guys didn't realize, I do talk a lot. Wait, I haven't heard you all weekend. I to talk too much. And then people are going to be like, okay. Um, and, then, <laughs> and so that thing of like, oh, when I sleep is, you know, kind of like, oh, sharing the room, like all these things you kind of like worry about. And like, I'm going to be the, well, no one's going to say anything, it's, but they're going to think it. And so you kind of have those feelings, but it's, it's a level of like, I think it's even like throughout our lives, like people always say like, oh, too many women in a room, like that's never good. You're never going to get along. And I did a trip this summer and it's similar for different reasons, but it's people who travel by themselves and all of us got along. And it kind of that, that brought like that same energy here. Like we're all like, like-minded and I think we're all like open to things. And so it did really bring like a good, really, really good energy. And I think we all got like along like gangbusters. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you. I just wanted to point out like as much as I'm hearing a confidence and vulnerability, like we all came in with maybe a little, a little bit of fear of the, our personal vulnerabilities and then being in a group setting with that. And I hear so much more confidence in that and just being proud of ourselves and celebrating that. So I want to acknowledge everyone in this room for that, because I think we all probably came in with, with something and whether or not that is completely resolved, we did it. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, this has been a fantastic experience uh, for the facilitators as well. And um, Abby and I both have been dreaming of doing retreats for a very long time. Um, we've got quite a 2023 calendar going for retreats. So there's lots of opportunity coming up. So anybody who is listening to this, who is like, darn it, I missed it. Well, guess what? There's more opportunity. But, you know, it's what's really fascinating is that even though we go to attend these kinds of things for ourselves to learn and have that experience behind the scenes, the facilitators are growing just as much as you are. And so our stuff is coming up just like your stuff is coming up, right? Our fears are present just like your fears are present. And so collectively we have built this little community of seven people here that we all went through a have come through this like wonderful piece of growth and the amount of love that I have in my heart for each of you right now is kind of exploding. I'm kind of having a hard time containing it and seeing tears coming out of Abby's eyes. You know, it's just like, this is such a momentous occasion and how special is it that we were able to do this because we don't get this opportunity nearly enough. And so thank you everybody here because this is just such a wonderful thing and I cannot wait to do more. Yeah. And I, I get like, I, I mean, it's not hard for me to cry, but like I get <laughs> I'm emotional because I just, I think back to like when I first started wanting to be healthy and it's like, I, I got backlash from people or I felt like I was an outcast or I felt like I was a weirdo or whatever. And it's like, but not anymore. Like this, it's amazing to be able to have people who want to, who trusted us to do this. And then also like, now I feel like there's a deeper connection with each of you of like, well, remember we talked about this at the retreat or like, you know, I saw you do this or how can we channel that? And it's just really cool because I always felt, well, when I first started getting healthier, it was, 
a lot more criticism than I would have wanted from like people close to me. And so overcoming that, and now I'm looking like, you know, four or five years later, I'm like, how, how did we get here? Like, this is unreal to me. Like, like you, there's no way that I would have seen myself doing this like five years ago. There's just no way. And so it's really humbling for me to be in this position of having friends in this way. And so I'd really appreciate you doing that. And um, like I said, I said this last night at dinner, I don't think that there could have been a better group to kickstart this stuff with. Like, honestly, I'm like, so if you're thinking of coming, you have to be super awesome because (laughs) you have to talk like you, there's this group is just, it's almost like a campy beat. It's just amazing. I'm joking, but seriously, this has been an amazing group to start with. And it's like, I don't know if we could have had better people come to like kickstart this and have us feel comfortable running this as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say just again to to humanize it. I feel like I've I've gained friendships and you know relationships that will evolve and grow past this and I think that can be pretty rare and pretty hard as an adult and navigating the ebbs and flows of life. So um just just walking away with that too, I think, right? We're all human beings that get to walk outside of this as friends with so much more knowledge, some growth, and then just room for so much more opportunity. So I'm excited to reflect on that. And I, yeah, I hope everyone else does too and celebrates those successes. So uh, thanks everybody for eavesdropping in on our first live podcast episode. This was really fun. And um, we really, really enjoyed this experience. And so we wanted to share it with you. We wanted to have it on both the Health and Motion and the Wildly Optimized Wellness podcast episodes because we want to get it out that far. So thank you so much for listening in and we'll see you next time. Yeah, have a great week, everyone. Hey, everybody, Terea here. If you like what you heard today, then I'm inviting you to become a premium member over at the Optimized Wellness community because membership gets you instant and exclusive access to the full length versions of each of these conversations, both in video and audio format. Not only that, but with the community, you also get access to seminars, regular Q&As, activities, our seasonal challenges, and starting in December, your first month in the membership, you will get a copy of the Wellness Optimizing Journal. We also have a Luminary tier membership that gets you access to the live taught breathwork classes, as well as the visualization library and access to the coaches. Use the link in the show notes become a member and join us at the Optimized Wellness Community. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wildly Optimized Wellness Podcast. If you are ready to dig deeper into your health, stop playing the wackest symptom game, start testing to get better guidance, you can find more about Terea at tereyarodriguez.com and you can find Evie at holisticallyrestored.com. Want to peek into what it's like to work with us? Come join us at our optimized wellness community. You can find the invitation link in the show notes below. And if you have a question for the show, you can submit your question under the podcast section of tereyarodriguez.com. Finally, if you found something helpful in this episode, don't forget to leave a review, hit that follow button, or share it with a friend. They're going to love that you thought of them. Until next time, see you outside.